Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Navarra, OTR. And with me as always, Danny McQuillan, DPT. You can sometimes take the T off. Wink, wink. Danny, what do you got to say? That might have been the, the, the best intro of my life. Um, yeah, so I... uh. I had a strange feeling today, an epiphany, if you will. I've been putting a lot of thought. We we talk about we we me and Steve each go on a on a Steelers rant at the end of the show here, but uh, I've been putting a lot of thought into what what next year will look like quarterback wise. Thinking about some some you know former first rounders that that uh, didn't pan out. Obviously, Mariota and Trubisky are two free agents that that I've thought a lot of and how they might might fit. And maybe realize their potential in Pittsburgh. But I just had a strange, strange epiphany today uh, with with Dwayne Haskins. You know, talking about how hungry he is, how he wants to be the guy. Like he he thinks he has all the talent in him. I'm like I'm like you know what? Maybe I, maybe I wrote the kid off too soon. We'll see we'll see what uh, what transpires with that. But I had a I had a strange like faith. Maybe maybe Dwayne Haskins can turn it around and kind of realize his potential in Pittsburgh. I don't know. What what are your thoughts on that? Damn it! I was muted. <laughs> Jimmy, cut the, should be an easy cut. Cut, cut out the long pause there from my mute. I'm gonna check to see if you did. I'm actually gonna listen to the episode this week. I did, I, I missed it last week. Um, my thoughts on it are: I saw Dwayne Haskins play in person in Charlotte in the last final preseason game, and I said. Holy fuck! This guy stinks. This guy is a, not a good quarterback. The, the preseason is definitely where I wrote him off too. But I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't know. Maybe he's you know he got a, a year into it with this. Uh, I mean, he's got a good receiving core. Hopefully, Juju's coming back. You got Juju, Deontay, Claypool. Tough to find. <sighs> tough to find a better three, especially with Najee. The, the O line should be better. I, I'm not saying I'm sold. I'm just saying I had a strange, yeah. a strangely good feeling come over me today when I when I saw his his quote. But yeah, uh, I but, mean, never say never. He, he he's now had a year in our system, learning learning some things. You know, the whole year when he came to us in the preseason, he had you know really only had maybe four to six weeks with the team. You know, actually practicing, learning the playbook whatever what have you but man i was very drunk i was in the 500 section of the stadium in the end zone and even from that vantage point i thought wow dwayne haskins is should not be the pittsburgh steelers quarterback you know at any capacity from this day forward from what i saw uh and that was that was true really in the other the previous games he had like one good half there i think in the entire preseason and then you all, the other point is you also think about how many first-round picks are busts. Uh, it's much more likely to add him to the bust column than the, you know, the likelihood of him turning it around in, in yeah. year three. Pretty unlikely, but it's worth a shot. He's a free, he, he's basically free, a free play for us. And I don't think people are thinking Kenny Pickett. I think he could go to the Eagles no, earlier if they I'd don't rather, like. 
I'd rather have Corral. I don't want Pickett. I don't want any of these quarterbacks necessarily. Right. I don't think any of them are, are the, you know, I, I, I think it's a, I mean, there's, I think there's okay prospects that'll, you know, be quality players, but I don't think of them or any of our franchise changing, you know, elite caliber quarterback guys. On Yeah. And honestly, when there is a football season, I don't think next year, I don't know if there's any quarterback next year that's going to be top shelf. I since Stetson Bennett isn't going to be the guy he's going coming back oh, to play. He's too sure. He knows that. Yeah, so they made, he, yeah, they made a deal about him coming back. I'm like, where was he going to go? He's not going to get drafted. Yeah. So like, obviously he just won the national championship. You don't think he wants to stay in Athens and get his wiener sucked left and right for a whole nother 365 days. Like, come on now. Uh, <laughs> the kid's a, it's a smart kid there. That's a smart kid. Um, I don't blame him one bit. He's just not an NFL, got an NFL look to him either, you know, just the eye test. But so so what I'm saying is I don't know what's going to happen in the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback room. I They say they're not going to, you know, they're definitely going to look at free agency, see who's available. But I don't see anybody worth, worth our uh, investment to come to Pittsburgh because Aaron, like the only possible thing is Aaron Rodgers just like doesn't want to um, pick up his contract in Green Bay, and uh, I guess they could franchise tag him. I don't know if they could even franchise tag him. So that would yeah. be the only only thing I could think of. So uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers would be a nice a nice goal. Um, I do want. I have one more rant that I've that I forgot to forgot to touch on previously. But uh, the reason I'm not, I know the Packers are the are the the favorite for the Super Bowl right now, and even in all of Aaron Rodgers' greatness, which I told you preseason, I said the safest bet you can make. I think his over under was eight for picks or whatever it was. I said the safest bet you can make is Rodgers under eight picks. He threw two week one. People might have been a little scared. Finished the season with four. Told you that was the safest bet. Should have listened to me. Mm-hmm. Under eight interceptions for Aaron Rodgers. Might have even been eight and a half. It was way too high, whatever the hell it was. But even in all of Aaron Rodgers' brilliance, he uh, he has this strange perception of being like a clutch closer, like a like a game changer in the fourth, which is which has statistically not been true his his entire career. I know the past decade there's been a lot of postseason um, you know, disappointing postseasons for the Packers. Let me show you. I'm going to show you a crazy stat that people don't realize until I present them with this stat. It's actually pretty <laughs> mind-blowing. So you look at you look at game-winning drives. We just, you know, Ben uh, just moved into number two this year. So, so the leader, the sheriff, Peyton Manning, number one all-time, 54 game-winning drives in his career. Number two, we got a three-way tie. Brady, Breeze, and Roethlisberger, one game behind. Um... If Brady comes back next next season, he'll obviously probably break that. But uh, and then rounding rounding out the top five, Dan Marino. So so Peyton at fifty four, Brady Breeze, Roethlisberger sitting at fifty three game winning drives in their career. Give me an estimate, Aaron Rodgers. Where's he at? Where 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 would you say he's at? Uh, in terms of what I was in, listening. In in terms of his game winning drive numbers, where do you, where do you think he's at? <laughs> I was I was I was listening, but. I was reading as like as you were finishing that up. Um, so yeah, so six, Peyton, sixteen. Peyton, 
Peyton has okay, yeah, he's he's higher than that. Peyton has fifty four. Rogers, oh, okay. twenty seven. Halfway there. As Half, my next I'll guess was mid twenties. I'll give you. I'll give you some quarterbacks. That I mean, keep in mind, like these guys are all like similar, like similar amounts of wins, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so it's not like he's had less of like a sample size. You know what I mean? Like have have this stat. He came into the league a, a year behind Roethlisberger. Um, so I'll give you I'll give you some quarterbacks that are that are ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, both well ahead. Eli Manning, well ahead. Carson Palmer, Philip Rivers. These are all good quarterbacks, mind you. Let me tell you some some lesser quarterbacks that are ahead of Rodgers. Drew Bledsoe, more game winning drives than Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr, Kerry Collins, Jake Plummer, Jay Cutler, Andy Dalton. All have more game-winning drives in their careers than Aaron Rodgers. Ain't that some shit? And Brad Johnson, the GOAT Brad Johnson, tied with Aaron Rodgers at 27, 27 game-winning drives. It's a wild stat. People don't realize that. I don't know why he has this perception of being, like, some great clutch quarterback. Great. One of the greatest quarterbacks, probably the most talented quarterback ever, when you're looking at just, like, the, his ability. He just, he just lacks that... Uh, you know, that giddy up that clutch gene, but he has this weird perception of being like this super clutch guy. So it's in all his talent. That's why I'm not sold on the Packers. You know, they, they, they're continually a postseason letdown. We'll, we'll see what transpires. San Francisco, get a team to watch out for this week. We'll see what, we'll see what goes down. That's, that's the end of my, the end of my <laughs> rant. Let's get into some, uh, filled your, I filled your head with some, some mind blowing knowledge. Let's get into some injury news. Let's get into the injury news with a guy who didn't make the playoffs and probably never will again. Baker Mayfield had his shoulder surgery today on his non, non-throwing arm, and he is expected to re- have to rehab for four to six months. Six months obviously puts you right at July there, so he's not in any um, worry to miss any team activities like training camp or anything like that. So. He's definitely coming back to the Browns for one more year on a on a cheap price tag. They got to pay some defensive guys and probably some offensive line guys. So I, I, there's no way he doesn't play for them this next year here. And he looked he looked pretty bummed bummed in his picture of him in his shoulder sling, but he's probably just on a bunch of painkillers. So I don't know what what to make of him. We'll, we'll see how he looks like in preseason, I guess. Um, what do you think about it? I'm actually I'm not sold on him being the Browns quarterback next year. I think more than likely he will be, but I put it at like sixty forty. Um, he's on his on his fifth uh, fifth year option, so he'll be making eighteen million next year. Um, who who knows? I've heard rumor. Obviously, there's rumors about everything, but I heard a rumor today. Maybe the the Washington football team might be interested in Baker's services. We'll see. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, bottom line is, he should have sat out week two when he got hurt, and he probably would be cashing in on a big extension this off season. But now he's playing on this one year, uh, eighteen milli deal to uh, basically determine how much money he's going to make the rest of his career. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, I I th- think that. If he would have sat out, they still would have kept him on the one-year extension. He, he would, 
he, he'd have a lot more leverage to say like oh, i'm not yeah. playing without a contract though you know what i mean uh, yeah. based off of based off of one game this year and then you know the 2020 season but his uh yeah his 2021 season did did not do him favors but it did it did do the browns some favors because it it's going to put them in a much better cap situation by not paying him as much money obviously yeah uh moving on to actual people playing football this weekend nick bosa hurt um during the game you saw him kind of go out with a limp there uh let's see where is he concussion um you know there's no way they don't clear him to play whether he's still got a concussion symptoms or not so you know he's playing he's going to be full go i think he gets i think he sacks aaron Rodgers um once this weekend you got anything on on nick boso and then we'll also well we'll save we'll save jimmy g Got nothing to add. He'll be out there and uh, yeah, having a great yeah. season as I as I predicted. But he remember if you remember he was my prediction for DPOI because I said there's no way in hell they're giving it to TJ. I did <laughs> not I did not think that TJ would be as dominant as he was. If he does not win the the award, it's a crime, and I am I am personally getting involved. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't. You, I will. I will threaten whoever needs to be threatened. <laughs> I will get banned from Twitter again. <laughs> uh, you have nothing to worry about because I didn't bet on it this year, so he's he's locked in place there for Depoy. Uh, also, just to note, the Forty ers couple guys limited at practice as well, but they should have a full squad going into Saturday at. Lambo. Moving on to Leonard Fournette, who did not play. Uh, there was a lot of DFS talk this week about, you know, he'll play and he's going to be a lock for cash and, and even tournaments. He's going to, you know, three, four X. And I'm sitting here thinking, uh, and we didn't, we didn't touch on it on the podcast, nor did I tweet about it, but follow us at Return to Play Pod on Twitter. Um, I've been busy looking into buying you know, looking at um, home buying and stuff. So I haven't put in as much effort into this as I should be. Uh, no excuses, though. I, I was sitting here thinking, I don't think for, I was hoping Fournette was going to play because I was going to leverage off of him. I thought they were going to limit his snaps if he played, uh, keep a Band-Aid on him. This week, however, I think he is definitely going to play. He had a uh, tweet sent out saying thanks for the birthday love uh, to his family and, and people he loves. And he ends the tweet in all caps by saying, we'll see you guys Sunday. So um, if that doesn't tell you he's, he's playing Sunday, I don't know what does. <laughs> the, the, I'm going to go off of the tweet and nothing medical at all. It, it's a pulled hamstring, so there's no way for us to know how well he's doing he's limited at practice he's just doing drills but it's he doesn't need to practice team reps necessarily he's a vet guy uh he's been here before he's been in this playoff situation may well a couple times before um anything on Fournette? i think he i think he gets a fair amount of usage this week close to his normal yeah i, th I think Fournette's a full go here 
Uh, he's been, he's had plenty of time off. I think he'll be pretty close to a hundred percent, if not a hundred percent. I think it was more, I don't think they were too worried about Philadelphia, who was a, uh, a historically bad, uh, playoff team. I, I did. I just think, uh, Tampa Bay kind of knew they would be able to handle, handle business, which they did. And, uh, and I expect Fournette to be back this week. Also especially, Rams. Well, well, especially with, uh, with Rojo banged up too, Ronald Jones, um, they're going to, I think they'll yeah. lean on Fournette pretty heavy. Uh, Rams rushing defense this year is bottom half of the league. Uh, I think the Bucks know that they need to run the ball uh, in the playoffs here to have success. So I think they're going to be a run, run first team and then take, take the pressure off of Brady and these, these, this kind of new receiving squad they have. Uh, but then again, it could turn into a shootout by the Rams. It, it kind of has to turn into a shootout uh, for the Rams to have a chance and for my Bills Rams 60 to one future to have a chance. <laughs> Moving on to the Green Bay Packers, the weather in Green Bay this weekend, this Saturday is going to be about 10 degrees, but only about 10 miles of per hour of wind and no precipitation. Precipitation earlier in the day, snow early in the day. They're going to have that cleared off of the field, though. It's not going to be an issue. So clear weather game. Uh, we uh, There's rumor now that uh, David, <laughs> not a rumor, that David Bakhtiari is back to practice in the limited capacity. I don't know if he's going to play then. I don't know how you put him in your your starting lineup with only limited practice going into a playoff game against a good 49ers defense um so i, I don't see him maybe he gets some snaps but i i don't see it happening too too strongly and then just to finish with the packers uh marvet uh, valdez scantling i get uh marquez marquez valdez scantling did not practice today, Wednesday. He did not practice yesterday. He was limited, so he downgraded through the week with a back issue. Uh, back injury is what he's designated with. That's not a good sign, especially a back injury. Um, usually can be a plethora of things. It could be hamstring issue. It could be a back contusion right on the muscle. Could be a whole lot of things. Oh, Bakhtiari didn't practice today. I read he was limited, but oh, well, either way, then uh, that even better. I don't think I don't think Bakhtiari plays. Um, he played last week. Ah, well, <laughs> fuck. But but Valdez Scantling, he's definitely not playing this week. I know my shit on the wide on the skill players. <laughs> uh, okay, but, but I'm getting all this from producer Jim over text. This was a load management, bitch. You didn't play for what uh, three months, and you're already taking a half a day off at practice. Get your ass in those pads. Practice your get. You know it's the playoffs, bitch. You gotta get you gotta get sharp. I don't know. Maybe I'm about to take my Packers minus six off the board here. 
Yeah, Bakhtiari. Let me just chime in here. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he came. He came. He came back for the Detroit game. Played uh, twenty-seven offensive snaps. So, so he was kind of on a on a load management. I mean, he's coming off of the late knee injury last year, so he still is. He's about at that at that year time frame. So, I think they, you know, were just kind of coasting to the playoffs. Got him some, uh, you know, some some warm up against the the Lions, and I'd imagine that he starts and plays at least half of the game. Uh, he's not going to be out there for 100% of the snaps, but it's playoffs, baby. Nothing to lose. Right. Yeah, well, I kind of tough to say uh, uh, MVS is, is going to play just because the the Packers have a pretty – they have pretty good depth at wide receiver. He is a, a pretty big piece of that starting lineup. He's you know he's a full time starter. It's not like Randall Cobb, uh, who um, is kind of on that lower tier. He's not the top three. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on him. I wouldn't expect a full a full workload. I'd stay away from MVS in in DFS. Is is what I'm getting at. Uh, we have two two guys for heating pad or ice pack. Those two guys, as I alluded to a little bit earlier, Jimmy G, he sprained his throwing arm shoulder, you know, um, already had the, the thumb. I thought the thumb was going to be much more of an issue. Apparently a little kinesio tape and whatever other uh, dark magic they did in the training room. Uh, made his thumb a non-issue for throwing, but now you add the sprained shoulder element to it. How's that going to affect his throwing motion? That cold of weather could affect, you know, the throwing shoulder just a tiny bit, especially if you get hit in the, on that cold-ass grass in, in Lambeau. Um, Jimmy G, he's he is a tough cat, but there's just some things you can't you can't play through, and that would be. Um, an affected arm when you're the quarterback. What what do you think about Jimmy G? I say, I say, um, ice pack. I think they run the ball a lot more, um, and kind of just leave him to the play action. Yeah, I'm an ice pack for fantasy wise. I I don't think it'll be. I don't think San Fran as a team will take that big of a hit. I mean, Jimmy G's not a guy that. He, I mean the the offense. He's more of a you know an Alex Smith kind of guy. Never doesn't really wow you too often, but somehow just kind of always seems to to be on the winning end. Um, Thirty three and fourteen as a starter in his career, despite all the criticism he takes. The only the only thing he consistently does is win, and uh, in the playoffs, what's it? He's like three and one in the three and. Hang on, let me check that. So, I mean, I think I, San Fran's still a team to watch out for. They were they were so beat up earlier this year, and they finished pretty hot. Um, they're they're a dangerous team. You can't can't count them out for sure. And I kind of like the under there. It's under forty seven, I think forty six and a half. Uh, everybody was saying under for. Bills Patriots because of how cold it was. The game got blown out of the water. Now everyone this week is like, well, the cold isn't a, a factor. It's just the wind. Well, I've already been knowing that. But so everybody now is going to take the over in this cold. It's really the only uh, very cold game on the slate this weekend. Um, 
And so I think everyone's going to take the over uh, to go with the the flow of the news. I'm going to go contrarian under Uh, San Francisco defense. Very good. Uh, Green Bay defense. Pretty good. I think it could be exploited a little bit with Shanahan's play calling. Um, I I don't even know if he calls the offense. But (laughs) anyway, I I like the under in this game. Um, But to move on to our second guy in heating pad, our ice pack, big, big dog, Derrick Henry. He's going to be full go. He's going to motherfuck the Bengals. Uh, Heating pad, heating pad, heating pad, Derrick Henry. Uh, I love the, I love the confidence. I'm just not so sure. I don't know how you can take almost three months off from football and go back to the physical, you know, bruising style of play that he has. I I uh, I'm a I'm just I'm an ice pack here. I don't think I don't think you can ha- you can just come in cold turkey and go back to getting 30 carries a game. Obviously, we'll see how it goes, but. I don't expect I don't I don't think he'll be the bell cow that that we anticipate him to be this weekend. I know it's a completely different situation, but I think back to the Adrian Peterson coming off of an ACL and getting the the rushing uh, title for the league that year, and I I think I put Derek I don't think I put I put Derek Henry in that category of just a few freaks. Freaks of nature that defy all of the science, all of the knowledge, all of the trends. Uh, and I think he is one of a few people in history that could just go out there and, and impose his will on most teams, most any team in the league. Um, I think the Bengals can be run on a bit, and and I think they lean on him in the playoffs. I think that's the plan too. I think they're going to say, Hey, uh, if you can go, you're going to go, uh, Derek, eh, we're paying you a boatload of money. We want to make the super bowl. Uh, we're going to ride your ass to the super bowl. And that's, uh, that's how we're going to go about it. Um, cause their passing game is pretty one dimensional now with, with AJ Brown and, um, Julio's not much of an impact there so you know i think they got to get back to run it running the football uh so yeah uh, anything else i i do agree that if there's anybody that can do it derrick henry is one of those people i just uh, i mean i will point out the you know peterson was still eight months nine months whatever it was from uh from tearing his acl at the to the beginning of the season you know he went through months of rehab, had training camp, had offseason, had preseason practice, you know, whereas Derrick Henry's coming off of just an absence, not not practicing, hasn't been hit, you know, since since the game he was injured. So I mean it'll it I as a as a football fan, I hope he's I hope it's, you know, the Derrick Henry we saw for weeks one through seven or whenever the hell he went down, but we'll see. Yeah. Time time will tell. Yeah, uh, and uh, I forget my last point. Let's move on. <laughs> I, I had something else cooked up, and then I lost it. It happens. Uh, let's get on to our segments. Everyone's favorite segment, soccer draw of the week. 
Unfortunately, my Serie Serie A play lost because I actually put money on it. Most of the time, I don't put money on these draw of the weeks. Purely entertainment value. And, of course, this week, uh, Bologna and Napoli were losers. Uh, I don't even know who won. I don't remember. But we're on to this week, damn it. Back to EPL. Leicester City versus Brighton. Um, I, I, no clue. Just I picked a game with uh, two, or I picked a match. Sorry, I picked a match. Two two teams close on the table, close enough on the table. Um, who cares? Uh, one one draw. What do you got? I also am going to the English Premier League. I got some some early Saturday morning EPL action coming at you. We got Everton. We got Aston Villa. Just, I, I'm confident about this one. I don't know what it is, but this is a draw. Like, this is this is a lock draw. It might even be a nil-nil draw. Like, this is going to be, this is going to be soccer. Like, this is, this is going to be, like, the reason Americans hate soccer. Zero-zero draw, I'm calling it. Why, why not? Why not? Yeah, all right. Hey, F it. We got, we got two winners there, I feel like. Two winners for soccer draw of the week, and what uh, what say you about the next segment? Yeah, might be the uh, the last time that we can we can do this this segment for the year. We'll see what happens. There's a lot a lot can happen in a week, but uh, our our potential final LGBTQIA plus player of the week got to give it to my my man Carl Nassib. Tough tough loss for the Oakland Raiders. Ooh. Ooh, Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me. <laughs> the uh, you know came down to the very end of the game. Um, Carl Nassman, what and what I think was his first first career playoff game. Shout out to that. Um, you know, played his played his heart out, notched three tackles. Uh, just just wasn't quite enough. But Carl Nassib, LGBTQIA plus player of the week. I like it. And then that brings us to tight end guru. Uh, again, completely forgot who I gave out last week, but I feel like I gave out some winners at the tight end spot. Um, well, I remember I said Friar Muth. Uh, he didn't do much <laughs> along with the rest of the Steelers offense. Uh, they didn't really target him too much, which is disappointing. I think, uh, they had uh, what's his name Gentry and like more snaps, so he must have not been as healthy. I think once the Steelers knew, um, all was lost in about late second quarter, uh, early third quarter. The Muth there, um, to keep him his brain healthy because he's already had three concussions this year. I digress. This week. Why not Anthony Ferkser? Uh, he roller coaster of a season, but he's been finishing strong week 17 and 18. He's had double-digit days on DraftKings. Only posted one other double-digit game in week 11. but So he's, he's trending up right now. Uh, like I said, run the ball short passes and then and then you hope the play action kind of opens up from there so i think they he's also been a, a red zone target as of late so 
Anthony Ferkser is only $3,100. Dirt Ash Cheap. Um, Dawson Knox is that middle price range at 4,900. He's having a great season and a new homeowner as well, as we discussed. And then if you think the Buffalo Kansas city game goes over 55 points, then you must take Travis Kelsey in DraftKings. He is $6,500, which is uh dirt ash cheap for him. He, I'm looking right now, this is the cheapest he has been all season long. He's averaging uh, 18 points, which is about 3x at that price point. Geez, you know, uh, Buffalo is first in the league against points allowed against the tight end position. But if you think this game's going over 55 points, they've got to get Kelsey the ball. I think they will get Kelsey the ball. Uh, 18 points might be a, might be a bit against a pretty decent Buffalo defense. But again, if you like the over, you're going to want uh, Kelsey in your lineup. Like those picks. I do. I do like those picks. Uh, Ferkser is interesting. Also, like you touched on, he had a, had a strong finish the last two games. Might be his last game as a Titan. Uh, yeah, he stunk he's most a, of the season. He's a free agent. Titans are in a, not in a good cap position for next year currently. Um, so this might that might be a guy playing for a job too um, for next year. But but love those Ferkser and Kelsey. I agree with Steve on both of those. And that's your that's your tight end Prince coming at you. <laughs> that brings us to the main event for the divisional round. Here it's the gambling picks. I went two and zero last week. Uh, what did we do? Uh, Dan, did you go 2-0? I was 2-0 as well. Yes, sir. Uh, and we almost had the trifecta, but Jimmy picked the Cowboys. And I remember you saying, as you picked the Cowboys, I just mushed the Cowboys. And that you did. Well, Mike McCarthy mushed the Cowboys. And the fact that they blamed, the fact that Mike McCarthy and Dak in their post-game press conference, they blamed the the refs only doing his job by the way like he ran up there with a pretty good uh trot uh i'm sure he didn't he's thinking like i can't dead out sprint anymore i'm a fucking 50 year old man um <laughs> you know i'm not about to to bust my hamstring wide open for for this bullshit but then he runs into this back the ass of the center the center's in his way the center didn't realize that the uh, official needs to touch the ball for it to be spotted which i, I don't know how you're an nfl center and you don't you, you're not thinking about that rule in that moment i guess the pressure is a little too much for you buddy i don't even know their center's name uh he runs into his ass and then he topples halfway over, you know, barely stumbles back over the ball and gets out of the way so they can snap it with like negative two seconds. So uh, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even like they got it off as the clock struck zero. It was like zero for for at least a whole second, maybe two whole seconds before Dak got the ball in his hand. Uh Regardless, none of that even matters because the Cowboys played like dog shit for a full 60 minutes. Why do I why am I so upset about this right now? Because I fucking actually bet on the Cowboys. And I should have fucking known when Jimmy did this. 
that this was a stupid idea, but I'm sitting there on, what was it, Sunday? They played Sunday, I think. Yeah, the 430 spot. And I'm like, ah, Cowboys are going to at least make it to the divisional round, and then they'll get smoked. Uh, and they they cost me my butt on Sunday there. It was a big, big teaser I had, and they, they were the only ones to, to fuck it. So, yeah, Cowboys, they're, they're, they're dirt. They stink, and they're supposed to be good, which makes me feel feel better about it because I obviously hate the Cowboys as a Steelers fan, and just in general, um, it it pleases me to see them in such dismay. Except when your money's on the line. Well, I mean, I'll get I'll get on yeah. the get on the bitch fest with you. It was uh, I, I San Fran, like I said earlier, is a is a dangerous team. They were banged up by injuries early, and what well, they were two and five at one point or whatever it was. So I wasn't big on the Cowboys to begin with, but the the uh, we talked about this pre-show. But it just I, the it was definitely a designed run. Like it's not like Dak went rogue and like did his own thing. It's just the stupidest play. Like I can't believe you know we talked about a pre-show, but what's the really what's the difference between a forty-yard hail mary and a twenty-five-yard hail mary? Like you're 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 lofting the ball to the end zone on on both occasions pretty much and hoping someone comes down with it. So. They don't really gain much by getting that that quick run and slide, and knowing you have no time. I mean, it's just it was just so risky to to begin with. That, just stupid, just dumb. Cowboys deserved to lose. Like that was just fucking stupid. Uh, yes, and um, Dak just wasn't. I I don't know if it like I said the Forty ers do have good defense and and they were pretty much eliminated uh they they were forcing Dallas to kind of run the ball like they were not sending too much pressure there they they had clamps on uh Lamb and uh, Cooper uh, Cedric Wilson was open a couple times i think he dropped one or two two easier balls but yeah they that that was just a bad Dallas Cowboys game and then of course my wife made us watch the whole fucking Nickelodeon broadcast and it's like, okay, Nickelodeon broadcast is cool for the first quarter. That's fine. But I now have too much money on the line to be listening to Ian Eagle's son and Nate Burleson make corny-ass jokes about fucking SpongeBob. Uh, and they got animations going over the replay. They're trying to replay to see if the asshole's in bounds or not. And, and we're just running a bunch of cartoons over it. That's cool. That's fine. Uh, not for a game. Not for a degen. Not for degenerate, can't handle the fucking Nickelodeon feed is the only thing going on. And, of course, I miss Tony Romo saying, I don't know, you know, like 15 times, which is, uh, that gets me going more than, you know, some slime. Uh, just just to touch on that. But whatever, it's it's one game a year, Nickelodeon does, whatever. If I would have won, the Cowboys would have won, I probably would have been, not have said any of that right there. So that's just me being butthurt. Let's just get to our picks. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, Danny, let's let's start with you. All right, I'm going to continue this hot streak I got going. Touched on it last week, how, how hot I finished the season uh, compared to my astronomically bad start to the season. It's a scary week for me. I uh, wasn't too crazy about any of this. Um really was tempted to take the Bills, my my preseason Super Bowl pick, 
plus one and a half at the Chiefs. I, I do think they win, but I wasn't confident enough to bet it. I was I was hoping the Chiefs would be bigger favorites. Um and uh I really do love the Rams plus three. I think they're the better team than the Bucks right now, especially with all the injuries to the Bucks. But I learned many moons ago to 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 not bet money against Tom Brady. Um so as much as this one hurts me, my my lock for the spread is uh I, I'm riding with Cincy plus three and a half. I think uh Tennessee has just been too I know I mean obviously they've won and they've beaten good teams while somehow losing to bad teams. They have the most wins over teams with a winning record ever, which is kind of a crazy stat. But they've just looked shaky and inconsistent all year. I don't trust their offense or their passing game. I don't know what the Derrick Henry situation is going to be like. So I do. Uh, I mean, it, it I pains it, it pains me to pains me to say. I think Cincy might win this one outright. Um, I hate Cincy with every fiber of my being. But damn it, it's just so hard to root against Joe Burrow. <laughs> um, so I th- I think he does it. I, th- I I like Cincy to win this game. Um, and I'm I'm sticking with that game for the over under. I like that to be over forty seven. Well, yeah, I I was thinking while you're saying that it's a it's clearly this game goes one of two ways: Bengals and the over, or Titans and the under. So you could pro you could put in both. You could put in yeah. Cincy money line with the over, get a really good payout. You could kind of hedge with uh parlaying you hedging with a parlay of uh titans with the under 47 so i think those are those are the two oops uh i agree i like that yeah i don't hate that play there um and, and you know if you have fanduel shout out fanduel um uh you could do a live parlay. You could parlay that live. So maybe if there's a quick touchdown by Cincinnati or something, uh, you could you could get Tennessee in the under with with you know a lot more better numbers. Uh, they'd probably be t- Tennessee close to more even. Anyway, I'll go since I also had a perfect record last week, and I'm gonna go with the Packers at home minus six, like we talked about. Jimmy G now adds sprained shoulder to the sprained thumb on the throwing arm. Uh, more so than that, I just think Aaron Rodgers uh, outplays um, Jimmy G. If you're looking at the quarterback matchup, uh, Aaron Rodgers is obviously much better. If you're looking at the coaching matchup, I think I consider LaFleur and Shanahan about the same. They're, they're pretty offsetting and then their defenses um san francisco a little bit better defense but then but then you go back to aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback so better quarterback versus slightly better defense good quarterback okay quarterback who's got two injuries in his throwing arm against a pretty good and a rested packers defense i know they have some holes there uh, that's just that's my take. That's my theory on how that one's going to go. Um, I like the minus six. I like it more if it's close down the stretch and maybe that live number comes down a little bit to like four. Um, 
And then my over, it's an easy over. It's the Buffalo KC over. It's the chalk. It's the it's the paddy wagon. Whatever you want to say about it, it's just it's outright fun. It's the Sunday night game. Al and uh, Chris on the call. Uh, you know, you know, Al Michaels is taking the over. <laughs> uh, it's just, it it could be a shootout. Everyone's hoping for a shootout. I know the NFL's hoping for a shootout for ratings um it could be like one of those it could be like the rams chiefs game where there's 100 points i don't think that's i don't think we're hitting 100 but i think it could be both teams hitting hitting the 30s in this game and the defense is kind of getting worn out so the points pile on more in the second half here so that's another one to look at live like if it's a if it's a low scoring first quarter while both teams or trying to figure each other out, figuring out the chess moves to make, hammer the over after the first quarter. But since we're doing pregame picks, you know, fuck it, stick with it. Uh, Jimmy, what what are you going to mush this week? Uh, I don't know how you say that. You only finished one game above me <laughs> all season. So, I mean, it didn't feel like that, though. No, it didn't feel like that. I didn't finish um, one game. I finished three games better than you. Was it three? Okay. Well, same yeah, difference. You, you were you were one game above me, Jim. But, oh, yeah. but, but I was the undisputed lock of the week champion. I got I to gotta throw that in every time. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I got to take your wins when you, wherever you can get them. Um, so what are we doing? The spread and uh, over-under? You clearly were not listening. I was. Well, I did. I did. I did. I listened to you because you took <laughs> Bills yeah, Chiefs that's... and then you took Green Bay minus six. I was yes. just double checking. Yes, so sir. my, I'm gonna same game for both. I'm gonna take the over and the Chiefs and Bills. So there you mm. go. And then I'm going to take the. Buffalo Bills, plus one and a half. They're going to send Jackson Mahomo home with a new toy. A couple Bildos will make the travel down to uh, Missouri, not Kansas, and uh, get thrown on that field for him to take home. And they're going to run out of there with the W. After after all this time, it was Jimmy that gets us canceled and not me. Hey, who knows? Maybe Jackson Mahomes could be the uh, LGBTQIA plus fan of the week, but I don't. I don't think he's officially out yet. Not officially. Yeah, Jimmy, you can't. You can't just be calling <laughs> people homos on the pod, bro. Yeah, I was just uh, quoting a video I saw online. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, well, you better you better put that in quotation. Link link in the bio. <laughs> make that yeah, yeah, yeah. Make, make that make that the title of this week's episode. Jackson uh, Mahoma. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we might get we'd at least get some listeners for once this season. Uh shit. Well, and then um one last thing to touch on, the Steelers, you know. Looking back on this weekend and seeing all the other teams that got eliminated, uh, such such as the Cowboys and um, uh, who else? Thing I'm really just thinking of the Cowboys. We had we were playing with house money. We were happy just to get Big Ben for one more game. 
we had nothing to lose. So the first quarter, shit's popping off. We're, we're in it. I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to – I knew we weren't going to win even after the TJ touchdown. But I was like, oh, shit, the Steelers are actually going to cover one. And two, it's going to be a good four-quarter game. Like, Ben just has to, you know, score twice here uh, in two two more quarters to get us to 21 and it should be fairly close into the fourth quarter. And nope, uh, nope. And nope. Uh, the receivers stunk offensive line. Not great. Najee, not great. Not even very good. He had a couple nice runs actually, but it's the play calling and you can't tell me any different. The play calling fucking stunk. I know we had some drops. I know Ben doesn't have the arm to make those big deep throws but the fact that we're throwing a big deep bomb on third and two when we couldn't run Najee you know off tackle or like a power block scheme uh anything on third and two we throw the fade and it wasn't the first time this season that Matt Canada's ass has done that and I don't even think it was the first time that game that he did that on like a third and short uh, so Matt Canada needs to go. Uh, he there's no he's gonna get better at his job. He got worse, honestly. I think as the year went on. Uh, you got anything to say about the Steelers? But still, overall, grateful for the season. Yeah, I I, I could rant about this all day. Um, the uh, I've I've had my issues with Mike Tomlin and his his postseason uh, you know mishaps, but. This this year was different. There was no expectation really to win this game. The goal was only just to like not get embarrassed, and uh, and and we still failed. Mike Tomlin still failed, so we got pretty embarrassed. The uh, past three Steelers playoff games, they've given up forty five, forty eight, and forty two. Mm-hmm. First two were at at home as heavy favorites. At least this one, they kind of have an excuse. But yeah, the. Uh, it was certainly a I started, you know, I, I started to get a, a strange hope as the week went on. Like, you know, we can we can do like there's a chance. There's a chance. Um, you knew it had to be we had to have sustained drives. We could not go three and out every possession, which we fucking did I mean, we didn't have a first down for almost what it took us like five drives or whatever it was. Um, so that <laughs> was that was obviously very bad. The play calling was retarded. The uh, I'd probably just got to that now. I got us canceled too. Um, the uh, <laughs> the, the play calling was abysmal. Um, you know, just the stupid delayed handoff for zero yards twice, and then your third and ten, and you throw a two yard pass. The typical typical Steelers stuff that you can't do. You can't freaking have quick possessions, give the ball back to the Chiefs. But the 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 way we had a chance is if if we fed off of Kansas City mistakes. And we had, you know, TJ had to get involved. We had to get turnovers. And that's exactly what was happening. The defense, the, the defense, that I, the first quarter of the defense was fantastic. They, we get the, you know, TJ has a deflection that gets picked. T, uh, Hayward has the forced fumble. TJ scoop and score. And you're like, you're like, it's happening. Like, the, what let us down was the offense didn't get a damn first down. We're, we were up 7 nothing. I don't even know if we had a first down yet. And and uh, so if the yeah. offense could have had more sustained drives, then the defense wouldn't have you know wore down quite so quickly. So so for the first you know quarter and a half, it was the defense was doing the formula we needed. You know, making forcing turnovers and and putting up points defensively. It's just uh, 
offense couldn't move the ball, and eventually KC started scoring. So bad, bad news. I uh, I almost wish. Part of me is like, man, if if the Raiders just take that tie and and Ben rides off into the sunset with you know two big two big wins, but um, you know he at least he such passed his life. Such is life in the NFL. The standard is the standard. He did move up to third all time in playoff pass yards, which is I guess a nice uh, consolation. A nice I was talking about last week. Nice participation saying. trophy with it. Um, <laughs> do you see? Do you see the Brett Kiesel? Uh, Joe Thomas exchange, yes, that was great. What, a, what a, first of all, Joe Thomas, like you've you've you averaged three wins a year for your freaking career. You'd never went to the playoffs once, and you're gonna you're gonna talk the shit about the Steelers losing in the playoffs as if you like like Hazel definitely won that exchange. That's that's hilarious. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's not even that's such a bitter Browns fan thing to do you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it from a hall of fame caliber browns player but apparently he's still very uh bitter and unsatisfied with how unsatisfactory his career was he definitely hates the steelers oh yeah oh i mean but yeah but you get your ass kicked for 10 years and you retire like what do you expect <laughs> but uh but yeah i uh i'll i'll, I'll get off my well, soapbox on a, well, on a final note um to switch directions completely when Jimmy said Kansas City, Missouri, I was, I was like, I wonder where the stadium actually is. I, I, I drove by it once when I worked baseball, college baseball. But uh, I'm looking at Kansas City here. There are two Walmarts within a five-minute drive of each other. Uh, what's that about? <laughs> um, there are, granted, one is a Walmart neighborhood market, which is only food. But the other one's still a full Walmart with all the food as well. Um, there are one, two, three, four casinos in Kansas City. Two on the Kansas side, two on the Missouri side. And yet I still think both of those states don't have legal sports gambling, which blows my mind right now to see there's four casinos all within a half hour of each other in downtown. Uh, yet. Yet they don't have. Uh, neither state has passed a sports bill like these. The, those casinos are just losing money every Sunday in the fall that passes by. Um, the the states are losing money too every Sunday, and not just Sunday. What you obviously know what I'm getting at here. Uh, weird weird town. I feel like Kansas City's got some weird people in it. Probably a lot of nice people. A little weird though. I don't know. I've only been there once. Phoenix uh, was kind of. Phoenix had a lot of casinos too. I noticed. I don't know for sure. I just seemed like I kept driving by casinos. Oh, I'm sure. A lot of old people in Arizona. Yeah, that's very. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I do want to visit Kansas City one one year and get some barbecue. Get some. Uh, now that I know there's four casinos in town, you know, pretty easy to want to take a trip there. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, Guy Fieri's Dive and Taco Joint. Only has 3.4 stars on 1,200 reviews. I'm looking at the food right now. It looks like bullshit. Looks like bullshit pub food. Damn near Applebee's. What I don't understand how Guy Fieri... Yeah, this isn't the first time I've heard Guy Fieri restaurant 
is not good or not worth it. So uh, get your shit together, guy. So with all that, I'm not your guy, buddy. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, friend. Oh, I thought you thought someone was going to finish it. I'm not your friend, guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, enjoy the there's five weekends in December. I almost said the last weekend of damn it. January. There's five weekends in January. We still got one more weekend to go. And then, and then football's pretty much over. And then we only have the Super Bowl. Man, that's a bummer. That is a hard, but you know what? I'll get more done in life without football on every week. Uh, and we, we got to talk about how, how much we're going to do this in the off season, probably once or twice a month, I, I suppose, uh, maybe figure out how to make this better. Maybe start with some sound effects. Um, okay. We've been going long, long enough. Stay healthy, America. 